0: Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you're a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio and the key is right here. It's not a great secret. So don't just listen, learn and take action. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Now I see your name in in your profile. It's, it's it says Kalina, but you but then in another profile it has a, another name. So tell me, where is that? Your is Kalina your middle name?
1: Yes, it is. Clean is my middle name. Um, I use that to represent my grandmother because she passed away last year. So, mm-hmm. so I do that for like represent my grandma.
0: However, on, on, on Clubhouse where we met, you have a different name and a different name on your Instagram, which is... Steph I mean, Queen Boss. <laughs> Queen Boss. Yes. I'm like, i was going to do it the other way around. So tell me about that. Where did that come from?
1: So it all comes from honesty. Um, it all comes down because I'm like a leader a lot of times to my friends and my family, I'm the first generation. And I really am like a literally a leader. Like everybody would be like, Oh my god, like she is the queen, like she knows what she's doing. So I get that nickname a lot from my friends like You know, like, Kalina is the boss. Like, she is the boss of everything. She knows what she's doing. So, and then, you know, myself, who is a deaf person. um, So I became deaf at the age of four. So that's why the deaf comes from me being deaf and then deaf queen, queen, and then the boss comes from I'm boss, so. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Now, tell me a little bit about that because um, does your screen put words on the screen so that you know what I'm saying? Or
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> does that, does that um. So for me, um. So my hearing aid is a Bluetooth. So it's basically like an pop. So you put it in your ears. It's automatic Bluetooth. So you can hear. Um. So for me, yeah, it's pretty cool. I know. So I don't have to put like my phone to my ear anymore. So I just literally just like right now, I don't need to put headphones. Nothing. I don't need to put another device to use the word cap caption. I don't need that wow <laughs> yeah so literally is like an airpod. so i have like my hand yeah
0: so before be, oh my gosh that's like huge technology yes it is so before you had this the 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 hearing aid that had, was bluetooth that you could keep in your ear were you able to hear at all
1: without so the aid, I this is the first aid that I actually have that has Bluetooth because it's new. So the one I had before, I did not have no Bluetooth. It was so difficult, especially me on the phone, hearing someone speaking because I'm a lip reader. So I have to read your lips all the time to finish the complete sentence. I would hear a few words in the sentence but I will hear everything fully. So if I thank God for my Bluetooth and my hearing, aid, I can actually listen to a complete sense without listening or even looking at someone's lips.
0: So tell me about when you were growing up, you were four when you were diagnosed or that they, you were told or they were told your parents that you were hearing impaired. What was the percentage that your hearing was gone?
1: It was 100% bad. Um, Yeah, it was really, I remember like it was yesterday. Um, so I had an ear infection and my doctor was me subscriptions and an eardrop. I went to daycare. The daycare didn't follow infection. They damaged my, hair, my ear, my eardrum. And I came home that one day my hearing just dropped. My mom was calling me. She tapped my shoulder and I jumped. And she was just like, I was calling you. Do you not hear me? And I said no. And then so I I just didn't even know. And I was only four. So I'm thinking like, oh maybe I don't know. I was a baby. And so and then thank God my mom was a young mom. My grandmother was a nurse. And so my mom was like freak, freaking out. Called my family like, what am I supposed to do? Like, Cletus not listening to me. Like you know. And then the next day we went to my doctor. My family doctor. He said it's too late to do anything. My hearing. What did the daycare
0: do that?
1: They didn't they- follow instruction of the airdrop. so they put it, they put on, they put on a different timing and, um, and they put too much. The only thing I can hear is the airplane. So, so
0: then after that, what did you, what did you do?
1: So my mom did a lot of thinking, my grandma did a lot of thinking, trying to figure out what it, the best next thing to do, the um, so first thing first, we found an audiologist to help me, um, the book department's audiologist, and they said my hearing is completely gone. It's at the bottom of the line. So yeah, it was really bad. And so I had to pick hearing aids. I, I didn't know. And I put something in my ears. I didn't like it. I didn't like the sound of it. I had to get used to it. I was four years old, so I have no idea what was happening to me. Yeah. Um, so then I had thank God I was four. I was able to go to school. So um so yeah, so that was the next step. I just finally, I think I yeah, after I finally got comfortable with the hearing, it, it helped me here, but not 100 percent But again, I was so young trying to accept the hearing, voices, the voices were different. Like it was just weird. Like I was hearing things super weird. I felt like I there's some days where I just don't want to talk to people when I was, and I and was 25 five now. And I was like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk, I want wow. to go in my room. So I was very like all over the place. So then bring me to
0: when you actually went to school. What were, were did you
1: go to regular public school? So I did, I actually, thank God, um, there was a deaf school. So I went to both schools. So a deaf school and a hearing school. My mom and my grandma wanted to make sure that I was able to communicate into community to help me understand where I'm actually come from, like being deaf, and also where do I fit in the hearing world. So it kind of makes me make sure that you can be inclusive with the hearing world as well, not just in the deaf community. Mm-hmm. So by that, when the up to me, I felt super comfortable. I was fine, I was learning sign language and everything, it was so cool. Like I met my friends and like me, and then when I went to the hearing school, I was bullied. So I didn't know how to kind of, change who I am in the hearing to kind of advocate for myself. Um, so that was a little challenging for me when I went to the hearing school, especially being bullied a lot of time, especially in kindergarten and grade one. And um, and then the point where my mom would have to continually come to the school talk to the principal, like, why is my daughter keeping bullying? One time I came home injured because someone pushed me down the hill. Why do you think they continued to do it? Just because you were different? Um, it's not just because I was different, it's just about how the principal handled it. It was just that the principal was too lazy. They didn't even bother doing anything. And it's just sad that my mom had to come to the school consistently and said, hey, like, what is going on in the school? Why is anybody not talking to these kids' parents? Wow. And and so that continued until how old were you? That
0: smoking um, finally stopped.
1: Uh, so kindergarten, so like, okay, so the are school. It was from kindergarten, I would say, no, not kindergarten, grade one to grade four. That's when the whole bullying stopped. Yeah, and thank God, luckily I have my two best friends who who is still my best friend to this day. So thank God for my two best friends. They all advocate for me a lot. Do you still find that people today treat you differently? Yes, I still do. Um, especially, I feel like, especially when you get older, um people don't have the the knowledge about how to be inclusive especially don't know how to communicate with someone that is deaf because there's not that much advocate up there for the deaf community so um for example i just quit my job because of that my boss didn't know how to be inclusive, and yeah it was really bad yeah but what was it that he
0: needed to what was it that he needed to do to be inclusive because i mean you, you hear, Exactly. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure like, what was-
1: What, issue. Was, what was, yeah, what was his issue? So because of COVID, the masks, right? And I'm a lip reader, so I'm, you know, the mask is very difficult sometimes. And so I remember she was calling me to do something, but I didn't hear her because she was always across the door. So I'm just like, how you expect me to hear you like that? And then she's like, and then I would ask her. I was just, I was just, I was working at the grocery store by the way, and and then I asked for a code, and for like a fruit. And then she was shouted out at me, and I said, no. I told you I was that. You have to like write it down for me, or come to me closer so I can hear you. I can't hear your pasta. The store, and she was just not inclusive at all. Like she didn't know how to talk to me. She didn't even ask. She came up to me and said, "Hey, I noticed that you know you're hard of hearing. What can we do to help you, right?" And then my other coworkers, they are so inclusive. They know what to do. They always ask me, like, "Hey, how can we like communicate with you better, right?" Because of the mask. But she didn't bother doing it. So it's kind of like embarrassing in that sense of way. And right. she never respected me in that level of like. She always just disrespected me a lot of times. And like, she would just call on me and think that it's so relevant and it's so stupid. And I felt like it was because I am have a disability because I'm different. So that's why I quit that job.
0: So my question is then, the, this scenario. So when you're one-on-one with someone, it's easier for you to be able to hear. Well, I guess you can't, if someone's talking to you in a store, you wouldn't have your Bluetooth
1: in. Exactly. it. Right?
0: Ah, I get it, I get it. And so, and you're, and so then your regular, do you have a regular hearing aid that isn't Bluetooth?
1: Yeah, it's, it's both. So it's like, so the Bluetooth gets turned off and the hearing aid, so you have to touch the button and then it's at okay. it all.
0: So is it the situation where, for example, they have to be close to you and yeah. and there has to be like, not a lot of surrounding noise, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you would think that that wouldn't necessarily be rocket science for someone to say, you know, if, if someone were to come up to you and say, okay, I understand you have this, um, you know, you're hearing impaired. What are some things that I need to know in order to ensure that we communicate properly? I, exactly. You know, because it's not as if they have to learn sign language with you. They just need to know how to
1: if Communicate the,
0: yeah. yeah, if they're far away they need to come closer or if their mask is on then they and, and you can't read their lips and they need to write it down and you know those types of things which you would think would be relatively you know easy solutions to making sure that everyone is inclusive. But I guess I mean that's a really big situation right now in the United States and Canada anyways is inclusion, empathy, trying to understand what it's like for another person. And I feel that there's a big lack of that. So tell me about high school. Did you, did you go to, I know, I'm I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. God. (laughs) All right. So let's set the stage. You're in high school, and did you go to regular public high school and hearing impaired high school as well?
1: No. So, unfortunately, I stopped going to a deaf high school. Okay. So, there weren't any in Canada what I'm not aware of back then. There wasn't any when I was growing up. So, instead, I stopped going to a deaf school because I felt like I could do it with the hand walls by myself, even though I'm the only one that is deaf in the school. So, um, the high school was okay. It wasn't too bad. I mean, I met a lot of friends. I was very social butterfly. you know, people didn't even knew I was that right? shy Because I built that so much confidence by moving to so many schools. So, um, so, you know, by me, by me moving to my schools, it helped me learn how to communicate with people, learn how to build that confidence and, you know, interacting with different people, especially different cultures, different backgrounds. That's what I really, really love because I love meeting people all the time on my way um so high school was really good um middle school literally helped me to build that self-esteem and help me advocate for myself especially speaking up for myself um to get into high school because the people that i actually went to middle school with did not come to my high school so i actually moved to another high school another school so you were, you were on was- the you were on the roll <laughs> literally i was on the roll every time so so that actually helped me even more to build more confidence with a different school yeah. so mm-hmm. um i remember one time i actually had a friend he lost his hearing in middle school and he came up to me and he said hey clean anyhow i'm like Song. and then he's like how you do this i'm like do what <laughs> and he's like how do you have confidence with your hearing? like you show off your hearing? and like, people ask you what's in your ears and how you respond automatic how did you act? you know and I said, sometimes you just have to let them know because they never came to came across someone like us before. And sometimes you just have to do it, right? And usually a lot of times he would hide his ANAs, A&H, a lot of time. And he had, he would definitely one year. So he would take it out, put it in his pocket, and when he's in class, he put it in. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like I have to talk, I have to talk to him. And he's like, right. No, I don't want anybody ask me questions. I'm not like you. I don't have that confidence. And I told him, Listen, if you don't have the confidence for yourself now, how do you expect other people to respect you when you get older? And I told him that you need to think about it. And I told him I get it, like this is, mm-hmm. but it's And I was. And the thing is, I was super young when I said that. You right. know? Yeah. Yeah. I was young, and I just like I grew. Up, I had to grow up so quick because that's the only way you learn how to give yourself that confidence, that self-respect, how you deserve to be respected treated by other people. And and he told me that, and I felt like right then I was like, wow, he doesn't know how to talk to people that would. And he didn't know how to have that. And that's when I realized that. And it's true. When you have a disability, the mental health comes into it because the self-esteem, the self-respect. You just lose so much because you just don't know. You've never seen anybody that has the same thing that you have. That's why you lose so much respect. Myself. and that's why like I now when I got to high school nothing. when I kept continually reminding myself that you have to have that confidence you have to keep your guard up because that's the only way that you're going to p- get people to respect you and I feel like that's what it is when I got to high school was I literally always found it for myself and didn't care like I was just on it and that I felt like that's why a lot of people in high school respect me so much They're like oh my god it's clean and like, she's super sweet she's super nice girl so yeah it was just that's how that's why I never really had too much problem in high school, besides teacher, teacher would give me a lot of hard time. They did not know how to communicate with me at all. What,
0: why, now, why is that? Is it the same reason as the, is your boss at the grocery store? Because they just couldn't ask those questions to you to see how...
1: So, so because I have accommodation, right? And because I have a deaf, uh, special teacher that comes to me um, during high school and middle school. So I have like a deaf teacher that comes from the deaf board. So, because I'm still deaf person, so I'm much the deaf school bird as well, right? So they would come see me like twice a week, once a week. It depends on my schedule for high school. And so the thing is, with teachers, when they realize that someone has accommodation, they speak to the other teacher instead of speaking to you directly, asking you, what is your need? And I keep telling them, you can't go to my teacher. They're not me, you need to come to me. Like, you know, and sometimes, some of them don't even want to bother that's another thing I don't like about society really and for example in grade 12 getting ready for post-secondary my guidance counselor screwed me over big time she didn't even put my grades in for university then you have two university contacts me said hey your grades are not in what do you mean my grades are not in and I went to her, I'm my like, oh my grades not in she like oh I forgot your two last names I'm like thank you I might mean, think to you because you see had to to disability, you think I can't go to university, you want me to apply for college.
0: So your guidance counselor didn't think that you would make it in a university. So instead of encouraging you to, you know, to say that you could do, you know, whatever you, you could do whatever you want, they decided that to make that decision for you, to say that you weren't going to make it in university, so you're going to go to college first. Yeah. So, and I think that's 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 the case with a lot of situations today in general with the idea of inequity, uh, not having inclusivity, is that other people are judging you based on what they think you can or cannot do um, and I just feel that for a guidance counselor to actually be there and say to you well I didn't put in your grades because I don't think you can do it well they're the ones that are supposed to be like your cheerleader right so Thank you, you are studying psychology is that correct yeah yeah so- so how was that? What was the program like for you in university? Was it different? Um, yeah. Was it, accepting? was it more inclusive than, than you had seen in your high school career or not so much?
1: So it was a lot more inclusive and more accepting professors um, because I had a note taker and my professor would send me note to make sure that I actually listened to every everything that was taught in classrooms. So I guess because it was the first year, professor knows it's brand new for you. They want to help you. So I had a really great, great support uh, professor during my first year. Second year, it was a little rocky because it gets harder. The test gets harder, the assignment gets harder. You know, it got a little harder, but I would say first and second year was the best year of university for me. Um, Third year, it kind of slacked a little bit because it was getting too harder now. So, um, so I put off my stocks, obviously, um, and then fourth year got a lot easier because I'm so now I know what it's like to be in university. I know what to expect. I know what to do. So, now in fourth year, I understand everything. And, um, but yeah, I would say third and fourth year is when I actually understood the concept of the university, what needs to be done, how to cooperate with professors and everything. So, that was a lot easier. So, so tell me, what is your mission? My mission, um my mission is to um bring out awareness about the deaf community. Um that is definitely my number one mission, um bring out the deaf community awareness and um help people who have a disability to overcome the self-esteem. Um just because of that experience I had with my friend from middle school who didn't know what to do and he didn't have anybody. So i am willing to be the first person for, you know, even just the deaf community as well for someone that is deaf and don't know how to, you know, come overcome that. Um, and also my mission is to open up my own mental health coach, which I'm super excited about because now that I'm graduating. So my mission is to help those, especially those who are deaf and, you know, and yeah.
0: Mental health coach. Yes, that's really important. Yeah. Um... I think that, you know, and especially with confidence and self-esteem because really uh, nobody in this world, I think can really move forward and do wonderful um, work and and be who they really want to be without confidence and self-esteem because you're always thinking that there's somebody better than you or that you shouldn't say anything or shouldn't advocate for yourself. So I think that's that's wonderful. I think it's it's a it's it's a wonderful mission. And I think as well you will be perfect for um, advocating for the you know hearing impaired because you are you are the picture of what they should be, right? Like yeah, I- you are the embodiment of you're not just saying it like you are living it and you have lived it and since this is the secret to success isn't so secret podcast how do you define success
1: i love that word success so much. Time. i don't believe in success as in money i believe in success how can you help somebody how can you put an impact to the world how can you make a difference what is something that you want to leave back for somebody that's like yourself? How can you help them? for me, my goal is to leave a legacy back for my family and for the deaf community. So that way they can have something to rely on and be like, hey, you know, oh my God, Lena have this big community center, for example. I'm going to go check that out. She, wow, I can't believe she left something back for us. So that, for me, that is my definition of success being able to help my people to become them for themselves.
0: Um, do you think it's important for for teens nowadays to, um, to have a mission? Oh,
1: that's a good question. I didn't have a mission when I was a teenager. Right. I, was just, I was just going with the flow because no one really taught me anything, I would say, because the education system never teaches you the right skills that you need to get out of high school, okay,
0: school. That's a great, that's a wonderful, loaded statement right there that I want to walk into. So, I love it. So uh, let me ask you then: What skills? What uh, things did you wish you learned in high school that aren't taught?
1: Woo! My list goes long. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, cut a card. That's the number one thing I wish they really taught us about. Cut a card. How do you do? Government in terms of government how does it work you know in the government industry in terms of money um you know starting your own business and that's another third thing is business starting your own business I wish they teach you that you don't need to go to college or university to become successful business and that's why I wish they can teach you that even if you go to college for a short period of time and then open your business they could have said that but you know they never teach us that and taking care of your health that is something that, that should have been really educated on our teaching as do not be so burned out. And taking our help, you know, in terms of doing yoga meditation and all that stuff just to calm it down because going to the, you know, the decision from high school to the real world is so hard. No one knows what it's like until we get out there. So I just kind of wish the school kind of break down a lot more valuable things than life that we really need to study. In grade 11 and 12, there should be like money, life skills. It should be something on that. In grade 11 and 12, that should be something. But yeah, but that's not something I would they should have taught us.
0: I agree with you 100%. 100%. I love the fact that you just reaffirmed once again uh, <laughs> and thought about it because I am in the education industry. And so... Therefore, I, I love that you said that and everything that you said is everything that I'm working towards. So coming from you, I like it's even better because you are, you are pretty much fresh out of that scenario, you know, and, and saying that like, and I mean, we all know it, the whole education system knows it, that, you know, we're, we're not preparing our children, our students for the real world. And now let me ask you this on the next hand, do you feel that university is preparing you for the real world? No,
1: <laughs> no. I feel okay. like college prepare. I feel like college prepares their students better than university because there's no placement. So, for example, me graduating from psychology, I never got a placement versus my friend who did college in mental health. In addition, she has like three placement, and I'm like, wow. So I would say No. <laughs> Now, do, you, do they do the whole, do they have
0: classes where you learn how to write your resume? Or I think you guys, it's CV or um, how to interview, how to apply for jobs? Nothing, <laughs> nothing. Interesting, very, nothing. very interesting. To end this, give me something that, uh, a person that inspired you um, growing up when you were growing up, someone that inspired you?
1: Um. Oh, that's a very good question. am um, The very number one. Okay, can I say two people or three? That's one. True. Okay. Nope. Um. The first person that inspired me so much is my grandmother, um, because she's the one that actually did a lot of for me. Um. You know, because my mom was a young mom, she was going to school, so and she was always like continually teaching me the value of being a strong, independent woman. And then the second person, my mom, my mom is just super, my mom is a lion. like honestly, if you got me my mom, and it would be so scared. My mom I'd be like, oh my God, your mom is so scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, she's just strict. She just very strict, you know. Um, you know, just thinking my grandma make sure that, you know, I'm being independent, make sure I get my things done. Um, you know, and the third person is my auntie, my aunt. Um, she we're literally, she's super young too. So <laughs> to me her do everything together because we're super close in age, apparently. Um, So she always taught me to live my life to the fullest, even though it's something that my mom may not like, my grandma may not like, because she does a lot of things that my family may not like. So she always taught me to be my own person, no matter what. Wonderful. All right, so what was the last
0: song or uh, music that you listened to or downloaded um, on iTunes or Spotify or whatever? whatever it is what was the last thing you listened to
1: I wish the last thing I listened to was Justin Bieber
0: (laughs) Grease right all right nice nice what are
1: you currently reading I'm actually reading a book called psychology of Stalin psychology oh good one very good
0: is it interesting Sounds interesting. super
1: interesting. It is yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. Being in that mind is really important. And uh, especially when you're selling or had, trying to get people to buy something from you, for sure. <laughs> what is your all time favorite movie that you watch again and again, no matter what? Like it's on and you just can't help yourself. You have to watch it.
1: Um, my favorite, I would say Fight It to the Finish. It's a cheerleading movie. And what is your favorite hobby that's
0: not related to work?
1: A good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, my favorite hobby, I love to go on adventure in terms of walking in the wood. And what is the best place
0: you have ever visited? And what, where is somewhere that you would like to go
1: but haven't yet? The best place I ever visited was Costa Rica for my birthday last year. Not last year, the year before that. So two years ago, I went to Costa Rica. It was the best trip ever. I learned so much Spanish for it because I love Spanish. Um, The other place I would love to visit is Greek or Thailand. So if you have one thing to close this
0: out that you could say or inspire somebody right now this moment with your words... What would they? What would you tell them?
1: I always say, do not be afraid to use your voice because you will impact someone else's life. Little do you know, people are actually watching you. Mm-hmm. People are actually watching and, and listening. <laughs> <Right>? yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: for sure. For sure. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you want to get a hold of Kalina. Um, please do so. You can find her on social media, on Instagram as Boss or LinkedIn as Kalina Powell. And always remember, if you believe, you will achieve.